How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to 19-Year-Old Shrink. This is Will John Grande. Today's topic is avoiding advice from people who lack what you want. And if you don't understand what that means, don't worry, it'll all be explained. But in our lives, we always hear, go to people to find help. Always ask questions. It's good to have people to lean on. But what I've learned is that it's a lot better to be very, very selective with who those people are that you're getting advice from. And the first important note to take away from this is that you don't necessarily have to have the same one or two people that you ask for advice from all the time. And it's almost better if you don't because asking advice should be looked at as the person you're asking has a strength where you have a weakness and you're trying to make that weakness get closer and closer to becoming a strength. But every single person has so many different strengths and weaknesses that sometimes if you go to the same person over and over, eventually you're gonna have a weakness that's also a weakness of theirs. So when I say be selective, that doesn't mean only having one or two people to go to, because first off, it's very comforting knowing that you have a large support system that is there to help you. But being selective is becoming in tune with who exactly has the best strength to help with your weakness. Again, I might seem like I'm beating at a dead horse, but questions you ask yourself are important. But let's say you have a network of 15 people that you feel comfortable sharing your problems with, but you don't take the time to see who would be best and then you might be having the wrong arrangement of 15 people helping you. But take those same 15 people and you examine it and you're like, okay, who would be best at helping me with this? And really take the time. Then that's much more valuable than having 15 people without a clear direction. And I think a lot of what goes into our decision to take advice from someone depends on the emotional support they give us. So like, what the hell does that mean? Instinctively, let's say you have this feeling of panic that sweeps across your mind. Your heart's pounding, you can't think straight, and let's say you're broke, there's not enough money. You know, a lot of college kids might experience this, but also when you're older. And the person when you're younger that you went to when you had that exact same feeling of panic was your father. That emotion's familiar to you. And every single emotion that you have becomes stored in your memory and especially your physiological memory. So your body remembers feelings and events associated with those feelings. So you begin recognizing, oh no, this feeling of panic is coming up and it starts taking you back to that time when you were a kid, when you broke your ankle and you didn't know what to do, or you by accidentally on purpose trip your brother and he starts bleeding and then wobbles back from the grass where you were playing sports and then goes to telling you and you need someone to go to when you're panicking. I am speaking strictly from hypothetical scenarios. Uh, this is not related to me at all. Although these feelings are a lot different than financial troubles when you're older, a similar feeling is generated, but back to being broke. You feel that feeling and you go to your father because he was that person who always helped you out. And he knew exactly how to handle all those situations. That was one of his strengths. But financially, maybe he's struggling or your mother's struggling just as much. He doesn't have good habits and there's no clear direction that he has drawn out for his financial career. And you initially start to just vent to him. And as time goes on, you realize that decisions have to be made. And because you're in a state where your results are lacking based on the habits you've made, you look to others for advice naturally because that seems more trustworthy. And for this person's dad, because they seem to have helped them so much in those times when they were younger, when they were panicking, they begin asking for advice because they realize that they healed a similar pain for them in the past. And then they start giving you all the advice in the world because when you're on the other end, even if you don't feel like you are a good person to speak to, it can be very embarrassing sometimes feeling like you don't have an answer for someone. I talked about this last week, how people sometimes come to me for help and I feel insecure that I don't have an answer for them. But that's not to say that 
whenever you don't have an answer for someone that you're not the right person to be asking. I'm just speaking in general situations that sometimes this is an issue. Back to them giving you advice. You start taking all of these other bad habits with you because it seems different from what you've been doing. And because this person is older than you, that might also establish credibility. This is in my opinion, you might not agree with this, but that's another thing I feel like taking advice is influenced by, and that's your age. So I'll give you a perfect example of this when I was younger. So a family friend of ours who's like 80 years old, when I was younger, she'd always be like asking me, do you have a girlfriend? When I was in like fifth grade and then fifth grade, I don't know if you remember, that's like a super awkward question. Um, but whenever I was asked about that stuff, I got all embarrassed and tried to shake it off. And I'd be like, haha. <laughs> Meanwhile, I was super embarrassed inside. But then I'd be like, no, I don't. And then she'd say, oh, well, when you're older, this is what you should do. And then I used to buy into all that because when you're a little small guy, you think all the adults know more than you. And as I've become older, I look back on these conversations and I'm like, this person's never been married, never really been in a committed relationship. Why the hell should I listen to them? And it was horrible advice. And now if they ever give any relationship advice or anything like that, I'm like, okay, yeah, 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 whatever. Get off your high horse. But maybe in all this, you still might have trouble identifying whether this person is the right person to help you. You can't seem to separate the emotional support that they give you from the advice that they're also providing for you. And that's my advice to you. And if you don't think I'm credible, then don't take my advice. My feelings won't be hurt. But what I mean by that is when you have that feeling of panic coming up, like you did when you were a kid, and you want to go to your father or mother for support, that's totally okay. But leave it at that. Sometimes you just need people that you know you can vent to and get everything out so that you can return to a calmer place. And in those situations, not asking them for advice, but just venting is again, totally fine. But once you find someone who you rely on for emotional support, but they aren't suited to give you advice and you take it, you're heading down another rough path. So those are things to ask yourself when you're feeling stressed out. Have I experienced this feeling before? What were the events that triggered this feeling when I was younger? And how are they related to now? Similar questions to last episode. And from there, ask, is this person someone that I should vent to or is a person that I can vent to and also ask for advice? And going back to having, let's say, 15 people network, when you ask yourself those questions when a problem comes up, you're being more efficient and effective when you decide on who's right to help you. And I literally failed at that this week. And that's why I'm literally doing this episode. I asked for advice from a friend from back home because that's the person emotionally I'm so used to going to, but they didn't know how to answer. And then their advice was so negative and totally opposed to what I ended up figuring out for myself was right. And it just got me heated. And the reason that happened was because I didn't ask those questions before approaching him. But here's another thing to take into account. Let's say you have that 15 person network. You have so many people to go to and every single one of them seems to be well suited to help you out. They've been in the situation before and they've been prepared. You're deciding, let's say, on what college you want to go to or whether to stay at the job that you've spent so much of your life with. And they all offer you good advice, but there is personal bias in there. So there might be things that have worked for them and that definitely makes them credible, but then you start taking in an information overload. This is where people like myself start to overanalyze everything because you have all this advice that's helpful, but it's so different that you get to this point where you feel completely stuck. You don't know what's right or what's wrong. 
and you keep having like an internal battle about it. So in my opinion, and this is my opinion, but you can reach a point where you might have really good advice from 15 different people, but maybe it's better to just seek out a couple so that your mind can be able to move forward and not get stuck. I think it's good having that network for all of the stresses that come up in your life because you wouldn't use all 15 for the same thing. And it's better to know that you have many different people to help in different areas than one or two giving you advice in areas where they're weak as well. But if you feel like you sometimes reach that point where your mind is flooded with too many solutions or biases, finding those one or two people can be a lot more beneficial. Like for me, sometimes I do that because I'm sometimes afraid of what my gut feeling is and what my own solutions are that I use other people as a way to validate. And if I thought one person's advice was helpful, but not the best, I would keep searching to the point where I'm experiencing like analysis paralysis. This person is telling me this, that person is telling me that. So being comfortable with your gut is also really important. And, you know, relying on what your personal instinct is, is really helpful too. So to bring this all back together, we sometimes ask advice from people we emotionally feel we can rely on, but they cannot give us the right solutions for the problem that's triggering that emotion. And being able to separate emotional reliance and someone's ability to give advice is really important. And a lot of times people say it takes a village and it definitely does. But focusing on who to help you do it for a specific moment in your life is crucial. But always again, value your own feelings, instincts, and sometimes it's better to look for one to two really good people for advice than overflowing your mind with 15 different biases, even if they seem all really good. That's all I have for you guys today. I hope you have a great rest of your day. If you want to follow me on Instagram, my Instagram is 19-year-old-shrink-podcast and my personal page is WJG. But hope you have a great rest of your day and take care.